0: The student of psychology has heard much during the past decade regarding the many theories, some of them quite fantastic, designed to account for and explain the phenomena which science finds to exist and which it has classified as belonging to the inner conscious plane of mental activity. Some of the theories advanced to account for the known facts and observed phenomena have attracted to their support many followers. The respective schools holding animated and sometimes fierce contest regarding the validity and superior qualities of their respective schools and their founders. But with these theories, and the schools which have been built up upon them, this work will have little to do or say. Enough for us is the fact of the existence of the phenomena, and the fact that there is certainly in manifestation an area of mental activity which, for reasons that we shall state, we have called the inner consciousness. Recognising the fact of the phenomena, and accepting it as proven truth, we shall proceed to consider its manifestations and apparent laws, and also the methods whereby one may use this mental activity to advantage. But we shall leave the theories to the theorists, and the discussions regarding the same to those who are fond of such exercises of the mind. For ourselves, we are tired of such things and prefer to deal with observed facts and the how-to-get-results part of the question. We are apt to regard as a truth the observation of the writer who said, Theories are but mighty soap bubbles with which the grown-up children of science amuse themselves. We also view with favour the lines of the poet in which he says, The nearer to the practical men keep, the less they deal in vague and abstract things, the less they deal in huge, mysterious words, the mightier is their power. The simple peasant who observes the truth and from the fact deduces principle adds solid treasure to the public wealth. The theorist who dreams a rainbow dream and calls hypothesis philosophy at best is but a paper financier who palms his specious promises for gold? Facts are the basis of philosophy, philosophy, the harmony of facts, seen in their right relation. As a matter of fact, in order to account for the phenomena of the inner consciousness, it is not necessary to believe in or assume the hypothesis of any kind of a dual mind at all. One mind may contain within itself sufficient to account for the facts without postulating a two-mind theory. One mind may contain within itself two, or many more than two, planes or fields of activity or consciousness, upon which and in which the varied mental phenomena may be manifested. In order to understand the phenomena of the inner consciousness, all that it is necessary for us to do is to start with the idea that in the mind of every person there are areas, fields, or planes of mental activity above and below the field, area, or plane that we know as the outer consciousness. In other words, to assume, one, that there are basements or cellars, vaults and sub-vaults of mind below the level of the mental first floor in which we consider the results of our mental processes, and two, Is this true that also there are several mental stories above, as well as below, the one on which we do our considering? And it is with these several stories of mind, these planes or areas of mental activity, that we shall now have to do in this work. As we have seen, from the authorities quoted, the fields or areas of mind, outside of the circle of the outer consciousness, are many and varied.